You're listening to the Ready, Set, Cloud podcast, a show about trending and difficult topics on serverless and in the cloud. Today, we're talking about cloud certifications. Do you have any? Many people work hard to get certified and rack up the cool badges on their LinkedIn profile, but do they see any real benefits to their daily work life? I brought fellow AWS serverless hero Ro on the show today to talk about certs and their potential impacts on your career. Ready, set, let's go. I recently opened up a poll on social media asking the tech community how much time they've spent studying for cloud certifications. I received a couple hundred answers and was surprised to see that almost 40% of responders say they've spent more than 150 hours studying. For some, cloud certifications are badges of honor. For others, they're thought of as tools to get hired at more jobs or to earn more money. But are the hours and hours of theory worth it? Are we really seeing pay raises or job acquisitions because someone has their professional solutions architect cert from AWS? Here to talk with me on the subject is Ro from Cameroon. Ro, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you very much. Happy to have you here. So you're an AWS serverless hero. You're a developer at Serverless Guru, and you're also a very influential creator. I love the stuff that you write. Tell me, do you have any cloud certifications? I have zero cloud certifications. That just goes to prove that you don't need certifications in order to you know, get into this field in order to make a name in serverless. And if I should just state it here clearly before we proceed, I think uh, certifications are just a way for individuals or organizations to sell or to make money. Even though, yeah, certifications come with a couple of ideas, concern around the way of services which you can take, but I don't feel like they're necessary because I'm living proof that we don't actually need those to give away in serverless. For sure. Yep. Now, that's a, it's a pretty hard stance against certifications, which is totally fine. I'm more or less in the same camp as you, but there have got to be benefits to having some. What do you think are some of the benefits to going out, studying, and getting certified in something? One of the benefits to that is uh, showing off amongst your peers. I've been in scenarios where developers or cloud enthusiasts brag about the, the amount of certifications they have, you know, I, I mean, I knocked everything off. I knocked all 13 off. I don't know if there's still 13. You know, I have five more. I did stuff like that. So it's like some sort of way to brag amongst your peers. And I really don't want to uh, completely trash certifications because I know you read for those. And if you're paying attention to what you're reading, you're gaining knowledge. So at a certain level, you're gaining theoretical knowledge about concepts, about services, but without putting those into practice, I think you're doing yourself a great disservice. So that's where my, my, my bias comes in because I feel like the only advantages that people have with certifications is to brag about it because most of the time they just grab it, but they don't put it to use. They don't put it, they don't put it to practice. So do you share that opinion for the professional level certifications, the advanced ones, or even the specialty certifications that are available? Man, I think, no, I've looked at the professional level certifications and they are quite challenging. So for those certifications, 
even though they are quite challenging, they're still teaching you about the theoretical aspects of the services. One of the main advantages of grabbing those is you can get maybe a salary bump or maybe be regarded differently in your organization. But at the same time, I really feel, because I've not had any certifications before, I've not prepared for any, but I, I, I read through a little bit of the uh, solutions architect professional, and I just read about stuff that during practice, I read about them on the documentations. So it wasn't, it was actually challenging, but it wasn't really that new to me because I was trying to grab, grab the skill. I don't really read through those in the documentation. So I didn't see it like adding any more value apart from if I'm in an organization, I can grab it because I need to be regarded at some level in the organization or maybe have a salary increase or something like that. Yeah. The salary yeah. is really dependent on your employer as well. If the employer doesn't value the certifications or maybe they're just completely oblivious to what the certifications even are, the chances are good that if you get that certification, nothing's going to change besides now you can brag to your friends and you've exactly. learned, you know, however many tens or hundreds of hours studying. Let me ask you this. I had one person answer my poll and they said that they've spent over 500 hours studying for various cloud certifications. This might not be the right phrase to use, but what would you say is a better use of their time than studying for 500 hours for certifications? Oh man, I really wish within those 500 hours, they lose ChatGPT or any generative AI to actually suggest 10 practical projects which they could apply those 500 hours on and get them done. I think I'll be an employer someday. And sincerely speaking, if two candidates submit their resumes or their CVs, I would always lean towards the person who was out in the field doing the work with their hands. I don't care about your certifications. You can spend 20,000 hours on it. That's your business. But if you can actually build me the, the app for my client, if you haven't done it before, if you haven't done something similar before, if you don't know technical know-how through code, then I really cannot roll with you. No, so the best way to spend their 500 hours was to get hands-on projects. And I don't think there's any employer out here who will see a resume full of projects and turn the candidate down. Impossible. But I know that there will be employers who will see the certifications and be like, nah, they will think twice. Really, the argument here is theory versus practice. And I, I make this joke a lot. Whenever I started as an entry-level developer straight out of college, I genuinely felt like I could not have been less prepared for that job because all of college was preparing me with theory, understanding different algorithms, understanding data structures. And my practice was write a for loop that prints out the numbers one through X. It was not at all actually making and writing production level software. Now, let me put the disclaimer in here. Please go to college. This is not me advertising. Do not go to college. It is a invaluable experience. But really what I want you to take away from that is that there is something to be said about theory. I'm very happy that I had all the theory because I understood things a little bit quicker because I understood when I saw them in the fields, oh, this is what that's doing. But getting that practice in there really would have helped me advance a lot faster earlier on. And so that's kind of the message that, uh, that you're pushing today, right? 
let's get some practice in there and let's understand how to actually build something. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, I've hired a few people straight out of coding boot camps where it's like six to 12 week programs where instead of going to college, they went and did a super intensive, I don't know, it's like a 60 hour week thing for six to 12 weeks where all they're doing is building applications. They're getting some theory, but they have assignments every single day that expand on itself to build a complete website or build a, a mobile application. And by the end that they're done, they actually have a tangible asset that they can take and show off and fully explain, here is what I did and here is how it works. You know, interviewing wow. people like that, they, uh, they know what they're doing, which is really nice. You get a lot of value from the people that have done it before. I think that's the right way to do it. So I'm going to play devil's advocate here for a minute because not everybody learns the same way. The person that hired me at my very first job, he learns incredibly well from reading and theory. And I don't know how he does it, but he can translate theory to practice like nobody else that I've ever met. And on the flip side, I've worked with people who just have a really hard time learning by doing. They need to see examples. Basically, the copy, paste, replace kind of thing is what they need to do instead of build on the experiences that they've had in the past. So what do you think for the people that are like this? Are certifications valuable to people who really just latch on to theory? This is how I look at it. I think their end goal is about getting the job right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So even if the certifications are valuable to them, will it make the application process easier? Will they get a job easily? Because at the same time, you have to look at it from what will my employer want? I mean, how can I make my job search life easier? Is it about going the easy route and taking certifications and then getting a, a block at the interview stage? Or is it about getting down and doing the, the, the hard work, like really building the projects now and then getting through the interview phase with ease? All of these things are a muscle, especially with practice. It's a muscle that you have to own. I like to do projects and I like to practice, you know, get down and do a lot of projects. It doesn't mean I love doing that. It's painful. It's really painful. And I wish I could just read and just take the easy way out, have all those certifications and then get the best job in the world. I will do that. What people fail to understand is that they think I'm very hardworking. No, I'm not. I'm not hardworking. I'm a very lazy person. I mean, I look at my options, like say, okay. So how can I get this job as easy as possible? I have to do the hard work of filling up my resume with a ton of projects. And that comes putting in some really undesirable work now. So I don't have any choice. Like it's the last option for me. I have to do it. But I'm not hardworking. I'm very lazy, but I have to do it. It's not about if certifications are the easier route for them, but it's about what they want. You talking about how you're lazy reminds me of a quote by Bill Gates. He said, I choose a lazy person to do a hard job because a lazy person will find an easy way to do it. Exactly. So I prefer that way. And I hope a lot of people look at it that way. I think the world would be a better place if everybody learned to use their hands. You know? No, that, that totally makes sense. So let's turn our sights a little bit more pointed for a second. And you and I are both serverless heroes. It's fair to say that we know a thing or two about serverless in general. 
So let's talk about learning and getting experience with serverless because we already know that cloud moves super fast compared to traditional on-prem and, and whatnot. But within the cloud, serverless seems to be the fast track. So how would you reasonably expect somebody to keep up? There are dozens of significant features that come out that are game-changing every year. Do you expect somebody to go out and do a POC with every new thing that comes out? Man, talking about doing a POC with everything that comes out, I want to give a shout out to a serverless hero that I also look up to, Jan. Jan Chui. No, he's like, I don't know if he sleeps, but man. <laughs> I don't think he does. He always announces something new this evening and the next morning, Jan is talking about it. No, I'm still trying to get out of bed. And like, wait, hold up. Anyway, so. I think the field of computer science is a field where you don't sit on your ass. It's continuous. I think it's a continuous learning that gets us excited. You know, the fact that you would never have still knowledge. You keep on updating the, your knowledge fragments. It gets you excited. If you're getting into serverless, then expect to update your knowledge software every month at least. And it should be exciting to you because you don't want to sit on your still knowledge you want to keep on iterating, updating, getting better because when you're updating, you're actually growing. Anything that's not growing is dead. So you want to keep on doing that. And then if possible, creating a POC of every new serverless concept that comes up, you would be on a lot of news articles, even the AWS blog and stuff like that. If you keep doing that and putting yourself out there like that gives you a ton of advantages. The advantages that you'll see coming once you start doing those, so I highly recommend that. You said a quote that I've never heard before, but I really like, and it's anything that's not growing is dead. And yeah. it, to say it another way, uh, if you sign up to go serverless, you sign up to be a student for life. That's really what it is. There is no yeah. staying still. So let me ask you a question here with a, a practical example. Uh, last year at reInvents, AWS introduced EventBridge Pipes, the mechanism that connects pretty much any service to any service. Now, with serverless and, and knowing that you have to be a constant student, do you think it's enough to know that it exists and basically camp on knowing that it exists until you have a use case for it? Or would you more see that it came out get your hands dirty, and then kind of walk away from it for a while until you need it. I'll just tell you my approach towards pipes. Any new service, maybe step functions or anything. I think as developers, we always have side projects. It's not main projects, but we always have side projects. You know, we have a billion of those. We always start up something new every week. But my approach towards any new service that has been announced is I take the service, I try it on my side project, and once I'm comfortable with that, I try to make the adjustments or make suggestions rather. I try to make suggestions on main projects that I'm working on. So that's how I go about it. I like that process a lot. And it makes me wonder, I know a lot of engineers, myself included, that don't like magic. And when I say magic, I mean things just work and I don't know why. And as serverless features come out, like pipes, where the abstraction level just keeps getting higher and higher, there seems like there's more magic in the air. And, you know, I end up going and building a project and I feel like a magician because things are working and I'm not doing a whole lot. And I don't like that. 
I don't like that. So what do you think is the best way to understand the theory, the why things are the, the way they are when you're in the middle of a build? Let's say in your exact example where you're putting it in the, your active side project and it works, but it's bothering you because it shouldn't be this easy. What's your approach to that? First things first, if any developer doesn't like magic, then they should go back to using assembly code. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so there are two ways I look at this. First, there's stuff called white papers, which generally get released, like white papers a lot. And it gives you an underlying layer and it also tells you why some things are created the way they are created. As a developer, also, there's a certain level of abstraction that I, uh, I can't go above. And there's also another, there's a, there's a certain low level of abstraction that I cannot go below. So I always try to stay in the middle of not getting to know too much detail about the underlying code, but just knowing enough to twist and turn it, fit my use case. Then as a business person, I like to deliver the, the project quicker to the client because he really doesn't care about what technology I'm using. He just wants to see his application work. I just fit that in there and when it works, it works. So anyway, but I understand anybody who likes to dig under, that's great. You discover a lot of stuff just Looking at YAML or JSON templates alone is roughly going deep, so that's okay. I gotcha. So to track us all the way back to why we're even talking right now, certifications, it really seems like the studying and the practice for some of these certifications are actually really valuable as far as taking that peek under the cover and understanding why. They're, they're really helpful for the people that can't get over the why. Again, me being one of those people. I don't like it when things are handled for me and I don't know why. That said, I only have one certification. It's the AWS Cloud Practitioner. It's the one that you can just go out and, and get in an afternoon. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, so let's get back to building and practice. It's a really nice thing to just say, go build. But you're going to get people that hear that and just get paralyzed with, I don't even know where to start. How? How do you start? What's your recommendation for how people can just go out there and begin? Because not everybody does have a side project going at all times. You know, a lot of developers punch in in the morning, do their job, punch out, and then they're done. And, and that's that. So how would somebody go in and just start building to develop their skills? I'll tell you exactly how I started. The first thing is that I wanted to just create a REST API. I had a planned project. See, I had this uh, shop with cosmetic products and he just wanted those products to be displayed on a mobile application. So I had to look for a way to build an API so he can get the products displayed on the app. I started searching on Google, like how to create a REST API in serverless. And then I started getting like 1 million different examples. And that's how I got in. So from trying to create a good API to now knowing how to decouple my application, how do I add in your load balancing, caching, and stuff like that? So it's just from that initial step that I started diving deeper and deeper and deeper in order to make the API efficient and scalable. From then, you can now open up more ideas and getting deeper. How do I add in an event bridge? What's even an event bridge? So that's, that's how I approached it, and that's how it worked for me. From a sales perspective, that's called land and expand, where you start small, you get a good foothold, and then you start branching out to a bunch of other things. 
Now, for the people that don't have consultant jobs, people that are working as an app developer for a software company that produces a single app that may not use cloud skills, where would those ideas come from? How would they get started? I have a platform called EduCloud Academy, and it offers many courses, which you can actually take and do them, follow the courses, implement them, and then put them on your CVs and go for job hunting. From those projects, you can also think about your ideas. You, are, you can get inspired by them and then think about your ideas, bring up something, just try to fix it or change it a little bit, deploy it, put it on your CV and go out job hunting. So that's all about it. That's really cool. And that's a platform that you built. That's a platform that I built. Yeah. Yeah. So that means I, I have a good feeling that that has like actual practical serverless examples that you've seen in the field on there. It's only for practice, zero certifications. You don't get any certifications after you're done with the mini course. The reward you get after the mini course is a working project, which you can iterate on or just push it, just add it on your CVs and go out job hunting. That's it. How long do these little mini courses take approximately? I have some, well, about five hours course. You can take even a week on it. Like there are really huge courses on the platform where you can take a week. And there's some, like the introduction to serverless courses, you can take maybe an hour or two, you know, just to freshen up upon, but I have courses on there. And right now I'm working with a couple of writers and we'll actually be deploying projects to the platform every month. So every month you get a new course, new real life documented project, which you can study and iterate upon. There are so many AWS services. So with each course, we're trying to do something new by mix and matching different AWS services so that you get a seal of what happens in a, a real project when you finally get hired. That's awesome. I'm going to say that's the practical certification path. Exactly. Exactly. That's, I think I should have named it that. I should definitely name it that the practical certification path. Yes. I think that's a good tagline. Yeah. All right. So yeah, you can just put my name on the about page there. Credit that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, cool. Ro, this has been a fantastic conversation. I really like the the hard stance that you took because I'm also mainly in that camp, but it gets people thinking about it, right? What, what we're doing here is we're bringing up a, a point of view that not everybody shares and we're explaining the reasoning. So maybe we can grow. Maybe we can convince some people to get out there and practice. I don't want us to advocate for don't actually ever study. That's not the message here. But we do want to value the importance of getting your hands dirty and actually building something. Yeah. So if anybody wants to reach you, if they have questions, if they are interested in your academy platform, what's the best way to get a hold of you? I'm on LinkedIn as well. And I think you'd have to write my name out. I hope you can spell it, but I mean, if you just search Roches Zimufo on LinkedIn, they'll find me there. I'm on the Twitter as Adele Roches. So yeah, I'm, I'm really active on LinkedIn and Twitter. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for the time. Really appreciate it. And we'll talk to you later. Thanks a lot. That's it for this episode of the Ready, Set, Cloud podcast. Be sure to follow us wherever you listen to podcasts to stay up to date on the latest episodes. For more info on trending cloud topics, be sure to visit readysetcloud.io and sign up for the serverless picks of the week newsletter. I'm Alan Helton, and we're out of here. Yeah.